0: Are you listening? Damn. Uh.
1: Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Hello there, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Attacking 2 podcast with your new host, myself, Lawrence Vescoli. Of course, also your usual host, Jimmy Funnel. Jimmy, how are you doing? Absolutely stunning. Got a new host. Brilliant! <laughs> we do have a new host, and of course, also our very special guest of the day, as you can already tell by the title, it's Mr. Carefree Lewis G. Lewis Selassie Lewis from One Hundred Percent Chelsea, whatever you want to call him. First of all, just thank you for coming on, and um, yeah, hope you guys do enjoy this podcast. Just talking a lot of Chelsea, and um, Lewis, how you doing? Um, I'm as
0: good as the news right now is making me feel. I mean, last week was great. I mean, being the only club in in London that actually did anything while the other two were losing, but The summer just feels like I'm just milking it all because next season just looks like it's going to be peak.
1: I mean, sounds about right. We have to milk it as long as we can. That's actually another point that we might... Maybe we should put on our our agenda. just mention a Champions League final quickly because kind of a big thing that happened, I guess. Um, But, of course, the big news surrounding Chelsea Football Club at the moment is Maurizio Sari. Like Andy, when he was, of course, still here. If you didn't listen to or watch last week's episode, um, Andy had to sadly leave the podcast as a host for just reasons outside of the podcast basically got a new job and it didn't allow him to do it still um, because it's just time wise and stuff Um, so that's why I was then asked to take over and that's why we're here right now Um, but of course we spoke about that last week and saying oh yes I will probably be here next season we recorded it the day after one Europa League well that was Thursday now it's Tuesday when we're recording this and look what's changed I mean we're pretty certain almost now that Mauricio Sarri is going to leave after the reports that came out in the last couple of weeks. And of course, you know, me and Jimmy speak a bit more about this kind of thing. So basically, Lewis, what do you think about the whole situation? I mean, do you think he will leave? Who's to blame, you know, for him probably leaving? And um, just what you make of the whole situation after the Europa League final? See, I didn't... After the Europa League final, I don't think
0: anyone could have predicted that we'd be seeing her in a week like this. And I thought... If Sari was really leaving, it would only be an issue between him and the board. But you wouldn't really expect Juventus or any other club to be having this amount of an impact on it. And I think I'm not going to say the board are specifically to blame, but they are partly to blame for this because Sari doesn't really feel like he's been that backed. He doesn't feel like he's been supported throughout the season as much as he should have been. I think the fans are also partly to blame because as soon as we had a bad run of form, they all just left him and they all started chanting, fuck, sorry, ball, and they all turned their back on him. And I think all of that combined is probably... I think also... I'd say Sari does have to take some of the blame too because I get that the, I get that he's pissed that he hasn't had the support, he hasn't had the back, in, he wants us to appeal to the core of arbitration for sport, and we we don't look like we're doing that. But I don't know. I still think it's partly his fault, mainly because he is still leaving the project halfway done, isn't he? And that is where I'd say he takes some of the blame as well. He's got to take some of it, but it's still also the board and the fans. It's the same
1: situation we've been in the whole season. I get you. I get you. Jimmy, what are your thoughts, especially on what Lewis just said? Do you think it's sorry leaving the project halfway through? Because to me, it's like, yes, you know, I kind of get what Lewis is saying at the same time. Like you and I said to each other before, Mm. he knows he's probably going to get sacked eventually anyway, because that's just the Chelsea way. And he knows Frank Lampard is probably going to come in eventually, whether it's next season or in two years. Eventually, sorry, will get sacked, whether it's for bad results. That's the lack of boards. I mean, that's the lack of support from the board. Oh, of course, of course. But, uh, you know, I'm just saying he knows that anyway. And then when a club like Juventus come in, you know, where you're probably guaranteed to win a league title, you actually stand a decent enough chance to win the Champions League. You have Cristiano Ronaldo. You have financial, you know, capabilities of signing big players. Well, do you turn that down? And is that then stabbing Chelsea in the back in a way? Or is it just a, a decision that kind of makes sense?
2: Mm. If it would be stabbing Chelsea in the back, then all the other things that hadn't happened up until now, they shouldn't have happened. If they didn't happen, then I'm sure he would have not immediately thought about joining Juventus because of obvious reasons, like his Napoli passed, um, him having multiple, multiple times said, yeah, I love the Premier League. Yeah, this is really exciting. It's a very competitive league The most, one could they say? I don't think that there was really an impetus for him to say, I want to leave for Juventus after one year last summer. So this situation developed during the season. So I agree with uh, Lewis on that. I also agree that Sarri had to take a lot of the blame during the season for decisions he made regarding team lineup, uh, yeah. team selection and game in-game management, which led to the fans being discontent. Then again, booing your manager and, and you know shouting fuck sorry ball that doesn't matter what kind of situation you're in that is never acceptable I mean what, what kind of use is it to, to the team to you know kind of uh, change their fortunes around none uh, and it will have possibly contributed to that but you know the decisive factor here is, as we heard in the Vanity Fair today these quotes that came out whether they are from last month or you know very recently uh, just came out. You know, he's he's an older guy. He's got family in Italy. Uh, it's not maybe as the way he thought it'd be. I mean, Alvaro Morat is the most recent example of that. Um, England's not for everyone. And I can understand with all the other stuff surrounding him that he would decide to go there. As you said, get a trophy there. You know, even if it's Juventus. Or, like, you know, buy in kind of uh, situation, yeah, they're bound to get it. You know, it's a Scudetto. Why wouldn't he? But, you know, we'll have to wait and see what uh, develops. If he goes, then no matter if you're sorry in or sorry out, I said on Twitter today, who cares anymore? Just support what he did. You know, you can still not dislike him, still dislike his brand of football, complain about what happened. But just we got top four Champions League football, we got a European Cup well, a European trophy. So be happy about that. Say just thank you. Be, you know, the bigger man or woman and move on, move on United, all of us. There's there's no point quarreling anymore about this uh, stupid situation. Whoever the new manager is, we we'll, um uniformly back him and that's it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with kind of what both of you guys were saying because... You know, I mean, I think it's without doubt. Like, especially when the news first broke that, you know, by especially, you know, from Italy, Alfredo Pedula, who obviously does tend to kind of know his stuff when it comes to Italy and move managers moving around there. Of course, was one of the first or the first to, you know, talk about Sarri joining Chelsea. He was one of the first to mention Ronaldo joining Juventus. He kind of does know what's happening down there, and he obviously mentioned it. He didn't say it was confirmed or anything. But it was the first one to, you know, say that the things are very strongly moving in that direction. And like Lewis said, you know, it's coming from the fans. I, if I was sorry and I was coming there and I was told by the board when I joined, change the football, change it. And we know it takes time to change it. And then you're trying to, then you haven't those very much so expected hiccups. All right, I think we all expected those hiccups much sooner than we got them. But I, th- I feel like we just went on a run. It's, it's like when we had that 13-game win streak on the Conte. We were never that good in that. Win Street. Towards the end, especially, we had so many like dodgy one-nil wins, but we just kept winning because once you start winning, you just keep winning. It's just kind of a thing, and that's what the start of the season felt like to me. We weren't that much better than we were in December time, but we were just getting results that we weren't getting any more then. And it, so the hiccups kind of felt that they were coming later, and as soon as those started to come, the, the fans got on his back. They got on the back of Jorginho They got on the back of making substitutions like Barkley for Kovacic. when I'm like, I mean, yeah, but Loftus Cheeks injured. And we don't have any other midfielders. So, what other substitutions do you want him to make? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to bring on, I don't know, a center back for Kovacic are you? Like, there's no point in that. Okay. I understand everyone saying sometimes he should have brought on a second striker, you know, next to Murata, next to Higuain, next to Giroud. I get that. That's just not what Harry does, you know. But are he you going to be a manager for that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, he should probably be a bit more flexible with that and towards the end of games, maybe try two, two strikers. But but we all move? knew the
0: first season would be transitional, and we all knew it'd be more. There'd be a lot more experiments.
1: Exactly. So that's like my point. I think with all of that, there should have been
0: a bit more patience from the fans.
2: Well, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. I mean, Lewis, because I read something on your Twitter feed the other day. Would you two say that this season then is you know was a waste? Because yep. I, I want to say that it was a waste because we did get quite a bit of insight into several matters. But but why would you think it was a complete waste of time or generally a waste?
0: Because this season was transitional for Sari's system, as in this season would be experiment. It would be experimenting, trying to find the right players, and then the next season. As long as we got Champions League football this season, which we ended up getting, next season would be. I don't want to say push for a title race because you can see how Man City and Liverpool are, but you'd see a better season at least than you'd see the fir- Than you see through the first time, we'd be progressing through the seasons. Now especially through Maurizio Sarri changing our philosophy from a defensive philosophy to an attacking philosophy. He needed this season to do it. Now if he's going after a season and we might be getting a defensive manager, we might be getting Allegri or something, or if Jose might be coming back. What was the point? I mean, like, where have we gone? Because we're, we're just going to go back to being the same type of team we used to be. Nothing wrong with that, because as long as we're winning, as long as we're successful, I really don't mind. But if we had the plan to go long-term and to play this more attractive brand of football, why, aren't we le- why are not we letting Sari go after a season? Because for me, it's like, if we really wanted him to stay, we could do it because he's under contract to us. He is under our name. If we really cared, we would be stopping him. But we're not standing in his way. And that's also partly the reason why he might be going as well because he can see the club don't really want him. They don't really care. If they did, they'd stop him. That's why I think the season's a waste.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I certainly agree with the last point you made about we could stop him. And, um, you know, he sees that he's not fully being backed. And that's, I think, the main reason why he feels like going home. He, of course, does comments in a Vanity Fair, you know, feeling a little bit homesick, you know, as an Italian, you always feel lured back to your home country. Yes, that might yeah. all be true. But, you know, it's still a matter of would he stay around for another year if everything else was rosy? He probably would. So, you know, it's, it's a lot of things coming together. And as for is the season a waste? A bit like Lewis said, of course there have been positives. Of course, it wasn't a waste to win Europa League. It's always good to win a trophy, yeah. no matter what trophy it is. Um, well, except the League Cup. That's not that relevant. But everything else is quite... Is, is, <laughs> yeah, still. Um, and you always have the progression of Hudson-Odoi and Loftus-Cheek, especially, I guess you could also mention Ethan Ampadu doing there. Um, other than that, is it so much? You could mention Emerson Palmieri. You could mention, I don't know, Jorginho and starting to work better as long, the longer the season that went on from February onwards, I guess. Um Yes, those are positive things, but you know, we're changing to a new manager now and you know, people can tell me that Frank Lampard plays in the fourth V3 and likes to play out from the back and likes to be somewhat attacking. He's done in the championship with Derby County. So let's please not compare what you can do and what he wanted to do with Derby County in the championship to Chelsea in the Premier League, if that was where we're going, because it is reported that he is our first choice candidate. Now, People, of course, could have made the argument that you can't do what you do at Napoli in the Serie A at Chelsea, but at least it's top-flight football and Champions League and Europa League level football, not Championship to Premier League. Two very and different things.
0: i to Sarri, he was having them playing some of the best football in the world at that
1: time. Exactly. I mean, it spoke for itself. For for sure, and that, that's that's what I'm saying. We don't know what exactly Lampard is going to bring. Everyone can tell me, oh, they've analysed him and they've watched him, I don't know, all 46 games of the Championship season. They don't know for sure what Lampard would do at Chelsea if he was back. He'd probably go with a 4-3-3. He'd probably play the DM when that's never actually been his actual position, like Lewis and I like to remind other people of. Um, Every single time. Exactly. You know how much
0: I hate that
1: argument. <laughs> it's so annoying. He's never been a proper there's, there's DM. He no played in a 2.
0: in that stupid fucking... You tell me he's a DM and he's never played in that position.
2: Well... You have to tell, you know, not only the other fans. I mean, even the yeah. say that. And that is something that's really bad because that spoofs all the bullshit around everyone. A whole of England thinks he's a DM. Yeah, I agree with you. That's something that is left uh, left out too often. Yeah.
0: Exactly. So, the only game he's played is a lone DM. We lost 3-0 to Arsenal. I mean, I don't want that happening again.
2: Yeah. yeah. I just find it hard to really say this is a complete waste because I thought... Room is cheap for me, who is my f- absolute favourite player now at the club with Hazard leaving. You know, maybe he wouldn't have come out the way he did if sorry wouldn't have been here. As Lawrence said, we won that European Cup. Oh, oh Christ. Europa-, Europa League trophy. So, I, I can't say it's a bad thing that we, the season went the way it did. It's just all the toxicity and the pessimism that just led to the situation we are in now, I guess.
1: No, I mean I, I think it's I just think, a case. Go on. I think calling it a waste over like a complete waste it's maybe a bit harsh, but I think looking at it from an overall perspective, l- combining all of those things that have happened this season, I think you can deem it as a waste, but of course there have still been positives within that. Um yeah. It's just that's just a, it just feels like this was all pointless. Of course we all want to win trophies and we all want off the chic to you know, be great, and Hudsonoy to be great. We don't even know if Hudsonoy is staying. He's not even signed a new contract yet. He's in his last, year, the last year of his contract now. So we don't even know if anything good came from this season. With you know, concerning to Hudson-Odoi. be fair, there's
0: been a couple of sources on that. But I think Carefree Youth put something out saying, "Any wonder why Bayern Munich have turned their interest to Leroy Sane or something like that?"
1: Of course, but at least not publicly, anyway. Mm, um, yeah, that he signed anything. So loftus is, of course, the best. For me personally, because I agree with Jimmy, he's my favourite player um, at the club. The biggest positive, but we don't—we have to wait and see when he comes back. We have to wait and see how good he comes back after this injury. So, you know, then we'll just have to we who see who the new manager is and how we actually play then. So, it's do
0: you think just... that's another factor, as Sorry? in like Loftus Cheek's injury and how it came about because of the stupid timing of that friendly game? Possibly,
2: possibly. Could be. Could be. Now imagine yeah.
0: that before the Europa League finally is being forced to go to America playing a friendly and now your best midfield well, second best midfielder's out.
1: Yeah. And you Probably saw it on the touchline. To it. it was fuming. Yeah.
0: Not for the first time as well. <laughs>
1: All right. Last time was maybe Kepa's fault, but yeah. <laughs> I mean time again, that.
0: Let's
2: rephrase that with the waste, uh, with the waist. Just one last thing to that. If it was generally planned that this is supposed to be a long-term project with sorry. then I can understand why we wouldn't see this as a waste of a season uh, to a certain degree. If not, then it's just the same old story, really. And it, I can't see it as a waste then. You know, I don't know. I can't see into the mind of the board. No one can. I don't even... The home board can do that. So...
0: Yeah. No, nah, but we were all... Well, I will not say we're all told because the communication is terrible between this club and the fans. But I'd say we all had the idea that this was going to be long-term. As in, we knew this wasn't going to be... This wasn't going to happen straight away. That's why we all thought this season was going to be transitional. Because we knew that this was going to be a long project. We changing the entire philosophy of the club. We need to change a lot of the players in this club. Everything about the club needs to change from top to bottom. We all knew that this was going to take time. So, Fritz... After one season to be done, I get that there was positives in the season, of course. But let's be real—you could garner some positives from practically any season. My problem with this season is that it was meant to be like the—it was meant to be the baseline for the next seasons coming up. That don't look like it matters anymore. And for me, I think it's just short-sighted
1: from the club to be thinking that.
2: Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah.
1: That—that's what it comes to, really, because. The, that's what the question you know that's what we spoke about earlier who, who is to blame is it just the board is it just sorry or is it a lot of them because it is certainly a combination of it because you know like like lewis said you can also look at it you know from Sari's perspective he took on this project and now i'm not gonna say he's abandoning it um you know if he's leaving for Juve, because like i say it is an understandable decision to make if you I, want you you being italian that you will go there, as much as he's a Napoli man and Napoli fans might try to kill him for it. Um, it is still somewhat understandable. But, you know, like Lewis said, in a transitional way, like, what was the point in going to a more attacking manager if we're going to not really support the whole idea? Like, we might as well have stuck to pragmatic people. It's not like I there's... As well, not yeah, I could have kept Conte. could have tried to go for Simeone, could have tried for any of those people that the fans would have been more happy with. That would have taken less of a transition, a bit like Mourinho to Conte was, didn't take much of a transition. That's why we won the league in the first season and also because we weren't in Europe. And now, yes, we managed to get back into the Champions League, but for whoever takes over now, this is actually detrimental a little bit. Because in the Europa League, you could play the youth players. That's how Hudson-Odoi got in. That's how... You can't do it in a Champions League. If you play Real Madrid and whoever we can play in the group stages, you can't play just the, all of the youth players. Well, you can, but then you get battered 10-0 every time. Not a great idea. So, you know, actually it's kind of a bad thing to be in a championship now and uh, the Champions League now in that sense if we have a new manager and Hazard is leaving and we don't sign anyone new. Like, it's not like we're going to win it. But at least the Europa League was a way to implement youth players. But uh, sorry, had already done that. Sorry, had already made Loftus cheek from a youth player into what he wants. And similar for Hudson yes, of course, you know, those can still play under whoever the new manager is. But at least he kind of made them into what they are under him now and in his system. And now whoever's taken over now has to do that again in their system. So that's why I just it just feels like a bit of a waste. And I don't want to call it a step backwards because it's clearly not. We added another trophy and unlike last season, we are back in the Champions League, which on a financial perspective is of course a positive. But it's still, it's just like, what is the point? (laughs) Like, You know what I mean? It all depends on who actually comes. We're not going to
0: know how much of a waste this season was until we see our next season comes out.
1: That's true. I mean, Frank Lampard could come over, uh, could come in. i do great. They could win the
0: treble in his first season,
1: just sitting there
0: thinking, what the fuck
1: is wrong with this club? And I'd I'd love to even my words. I would hold my hands up. To the bloody moon and say, I got it wrong. Fair play. Right, You, you know. know what? I know nothing about football. Yeah. Fuck, Larry. I should have had Lampard all along. <laughs> <laughs> if he wins the treble, fair enough. <laughs> but I just don't see that happening. Um, but of course, you know, he is the first candidate, like I say. Um, you know, Lewis mentioned candidates like Mourinho. There's also quite serious talk about Javi Garcia from Watford now. I say quite serious talk. Apparently, we've approached him or are interested in him as one of our options it's still said that Lampard is still the first choice. Um, and, of course, there are other names that have been mentioned, like Nuno, um, Espirito Gomes, or whatever his name is, the Wolves manager anyway, the Mr. 433, uh, 343 or 352. Just might as well have kept Conte again. Um, yeah, I mean, out of those options, who would you prefer? Let's start with Jimmy first. I mean, obviously, Lampard is the obvious one. Will we take Mourinho back for a third time? Is Mourinho going to see it as a challenge? I can't sign anyone. Let me try and do something new. I don't know. What would you guys say, Jimmy?
2: Well, uh, um, I think we can all be thankful to Mourinho for what he did. I mean, there's no one who will say Jose was bad at the club. He, you know, he's won the most titles here. And despite his time at Man United, I think we can all agree that he's a special guy, always be a legend here as a manager. Yeah. Uh, you know, he himself said not too long after getting sacked at United, I've got a lot of catching up to do. Uh, I think it, was it would be in sports um, as a pundit there. I mean, people say, well, yeah, he's had some punditry now. He'll have catch up. No, it takes time. Give him a bloody year. I mean, he really needs this time off from football to learn, sit down, reflect. <sighs> Who says they will be any different to 2015-16? There's still quite a few of the dressing room figures in there. It makes no sense to me. I, I don't, I don't agree with that. Uh, I think it would make no sense whatsoever to get Mourinho in at this point, for him and for us. And that would be a step back, even more so as, as if we get, you know, like Nuno. Or I, I'm not sure even how defined Javi Garcia's play style. So I haven't watched Watford that much. So um, I think Frank Lampard is the only way to go at this point, even if it is a huge risk um, due to his inexperience. But at least, you know, we get youth players. There's the link to the fans restored. Mm. He's a lovable guy. He's extremely intelligent. You know, I think he would work really well with Peter Czech. So, got to be Lampard. I actually prefer Nuno then as second choice. And then... Yeah, then Jose and then Javi Garcia. Out of those four. Yeah.
1: Interesting. What about you, Luz?
0: Um... I don't know what to make of Mourinho coming back a third time. I mean, on one hand, just I'm looking at the winner's mentality. I'm just thinking, yeah, we're definitely going to win trophies under Mourinho. But I'm also looking at and I'm just thinking, Mourinho back at Chelsea is just going to end the same way it always does. And it's just so predictable. After a while, he's not going to get the players he wants on the board. He's not going to be happy. He's going to make it well known. He's going to get pissed off with the players. He's going to get pissed off in the media. Form's going to dip and it's all just going to break up the same way it usually does. Typical way a Jose Mourinho club ends. Now, Javi Garcia, like you said, I don't really know much about him, but I will say he's had a great season with Watford. I mean, he's taken to the cup final. I think they finished, what, eighth place or something. Like, they were very good in contention for the last Europa League spot, and Watford did have a good season by their own standards. But it's still a step backwards if we get him, so I don't really want him either... You look at Nuno Santo, I mean, great record against the top six and he's done so well with that Wolves side. But you look at his record against the bottom six and you see why they didn't make it higher than seventh. I mean, I think he got like two wins against the bottom six. Like lost to Fulham, lost to Cardiff, lost home and away to Huddersfield. And I think with us might have the same issue of struggling to break down teams that Sari did at Now imagine, imagine
1: Nuno at Chelsea with Chelsea fans, we'd be chopping his head off two weeks in, because against the top uh, bottom six teams, we wouldn't create a single chance in a game, yep. <laughs> and, and they would have said Sari was bad, do you know what I mean like, I'm so, he's a good manager, clearly he is. You know, he's done great things with, yeah. with but still like, it, it's a bit come on, you, you can't be doing that and as yeah. for Watford, unless you had something more to add Lewis, sorry I,
0: I haven't really got much more to add on Grassi, I'll just leave that. I don't really think any of them are really what we need. Honestly, looking at sorry, I thought it was the better option. I thought long-term, it's what we needed. something to focus on, and then hopefully what he makes would be better than anything we've ever seen. It'd be what Abramovich has been waiting the last 15 years for winning trophies of beautiful football. But I don't really see any of them being the answer that we need. And I think if we get any of them they're just going to be gone very soon. Including and Lampard. Lampard, I don't even know what to make of that. I mean, the one thing I'll say if Lampard comes back is that all of the fans are going to be behind him, but I don't re- I don't want to shit on Lampard because he's our best goal scorer and he's one of our best legends ever. But after one year of management, I, you can't ask me to stand here and say, yeah, I'll fully back him with the Chelsea job. I back him because he's a legend but I wouldn't with my heart I wouldn't be thinking this is the man to take us forward I'd be like I need to see it to believe it first I yeah. mean look at the record with Derby I think he had a he had a great season for his first season of management but I know Derby weren't expected to do much but I think their records were very similar to the records that they had from last season so in the case of improvement it might not actually be there yeah they've progressed further. But I don't think they are in a higher position than they were last season. I don't think they scored a lot more goals than they did the season before. I don't think they can see. I think they conceded four more goals than they did last season as well. Mm. So you look at Lampard. Is the progression there? I'm not sure. Look at all of the options. I don't really see any of them that really makes me jump out and say he's the manager to take us forward. And that might be what worries me the most.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Because I mean I I don't really want Nuno. I just, uh, to me, that's just two, three steps backwards, going back to Conte, basically, in my head. Anyway, if anyone that plays three four three or three five two is just going back to Conte. Semi competent probably... Alonso, though, can't yeah. wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh God, yeah, no Nuno, no Nuno. <laughs> yeah, but you'd just be going to someone that's not as good as Conte because no one's as good at Con- as Conte at three four three and three five two. Just not gonna get it. So it's just going back to worse than what we had th- two years ago already. So. That doesn't sound very smart. I mean, Javi Garcia had a good season at Watford. I think he plays sort of a four-four-two diamond, which is very interesting, which you haven't really seen at Chelsea. But we have wingers. Well, at least one that we want to play in Hudson-Odoi. So, don't really want to see a four-four-two diamond without wingers. Um, because I want Hudson-Odoi to play, so no thanks. And um, Mourinho, I just agree with your sentiments, really. We just end the same way. We might have one, two decent and a half seasons Win something, probably not the league, but win something. I don't know the FA Cup maybe, and then it would just end in tears again. Something would happen. Some sort of doctor would be fired. Hudson <laughs> Odoi and, um, sort of and Loftus would be gone too because of lack of play time. Yeah, I mean, at least Loftus Cheek is probably good enough now that even Jose can't not play him. But yeah, I, I, I get your point. And then that's for Frank Lampard. It's exactly like you said. I mean, yes, he lowered the you know the average age of you know the Derby squad significantly, so could. The how many of them were loaned? The well yeah, of course, but that's because they can't with financial fair play, they can't spend it anymore, so that's not his fault. Um but but yeah. Um yes, okay, they did get to the you know um player final and like last year when I think there wasn't it's was a knockdown and then a knock a playoff semi-finals, I think, because last they year the world, was the
0: semis, they? I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they didn't make the final, I know that. Yeah. Um Yeah, they lost to Fulham, yeah, it was the semis. Exactly. So I guess he got them one step further in that sense, and they could have at least made extra time if it, if they got a bit more lucky towards the end with a two-all equaliser. But like Luis said, do we know that? At the same time, you know, people bring up these arguments. Oh, you know, Pep Guardiola only had a few years as the Barcelona B manager and then he came to Barcelona and destroyed everyone. And Zinedine Zidane was at Real Madrid-Castilla for one and a half season and then won the Champions League three times in a row. Yes, those things are all true, but... I'm pretty sure that no Real Madrid fan and no Barcelona fan, before they took over or when they were about to take over, would have said, yes, I want them. I really believe that they will win everything for us. So, you know, and just club because...
0: And unsta- is more unstable than both of those clubs at those times. They also, also
1: very true. Also very true. Uh,
0: I, I don't, we're in, we always look like a mess when the windows are open, don't we?
1: Yeah, And we can't even sign anyone. How annoying is that? I thought I was gonna have a chill summer. We're not gonna sign anyone. I'm just gonna relax. I just have, don't even have to watch Twitter. Don't have to make any annoying videos that you know don't that I don't care about. And um, it's gonna be great. But no, probably gonna lose the manager that I like. We're probably gonna get a manager that I like, but I just don't think it's ready yet. Or we're gonna get Javi Garcia and sack him in October and get Mourinho in instead of him. That, that'd be such a Chelsea thing to do. Get Harvey Garcia, then Jose replaces him halfway through next season. We'll drag Garcia
0: yeah. out of retirement one more time. One ringing back say, on
1: that God. Vespa.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fucking, love, fucking love him.
2: That means if, if he'd come back, then we'd probably get John Obi Mikel on the free transfer, right? I mean, man, man,
0: gets it's not like guy... Borough need him or anything. Fuck it. Didn't he leave Borough?
1: Did he? Yeah, he did.
0: Yeah, oh, not, was it a six-month deal?
1: No, no but I think not, he won... not
2: Not part of them anymore. Yeah, I
1: think. I think apparently some prem teams want him now, which is quite fun. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he loves the club. I yeah,
2: mean, I think there's also one one extremely important point regarding Lampard that one isn't allowed to forget. If he really does really come and he, you know, I hope he doesn't. But if he would fail, and we sack him, that's it. You know, we're putting a lot of trust and a lot of hope in Lampard in the future everyone's saying he will take over one day, he will bring us this consistency, he will you know, utilise youth, he is the guy to build a legacy uh, at this club, if we get him now and sack him after a year that's it and that dream's over I think even the most ardent supporters of bringing him in now should realise that this is a huge risk
1: yeah. Not only because
2: of the football, but also because of the boards trigger happiness.
1: Yeah. It's, it's... Go on, Lewis. No, no, you got it, you got it, you. Got it. I'm still thinking. It's just a question of how, if they appointed Lempard, how would the board handle that? Would appointing Lempard be different? Of course, how many times have we said, oh, the board is different now? I thought appointing Sarri was the board being different. Clearly not. Um, But, again appointing Lampard could be the being different, you know, going for that long-term thing. Yes, we tried that with sorry, Maybe the board, it just didn't work out for them the way they wanted it to. And, you know, we're just very easy to be annoyed at them because that's just what they've given us for 10, 15 years in a way of sacking people a bit too soon, a lot. Um, but maybe this time they have, you know, it just didn't work for them the way they wanted it to. And, you know, it's the, I guess their club, Roman Bromerovich's club in the end. But if we do that with Lampard, after a year saying, no, actually, this wasn't right, you can't do that. You, you can do that with Sari. in the end, you know, in a year's time, in two years' time, we won't really care that much anymore, let's be honest. Like, you know, I like Sari a lot. You two like, quite like Sari. A lot of people hate him to bits. But he's not Lampard. He's not Mourinho, you know? We're, we're yeah. going to get over it. Like, it's not that deep. But if we do that to Lampard, what we did this season, okay, the fans aren't going to do it. But, but I wouldn't be surprised if the board did the exact same thing. Never support him. Never do anything. You know, never sign anyone that he actually wants. Once we can sign people again, you know just sell the wrong players, sell players without replacing them, like it says, Fabregas. You know, if we do that to Lampard, I mean, we can't be doing that. And we just don't know whether we will do that. So that's why it's such a, it's, it's such a guessing game for people like us that just mm-hmm. want to give our opinions on the situation because, you know, yes, we are, all of us are, I'm sure told a couple of things here and there that we kind of know more than maybe some other people do, that we don't just blast around and say, oh, I know this and I know that, like, compared to uh, unlike other people. Um, but at the end of the day, it's never, it's never guaranteed for anything. It's like it's all, it's just guesswork. That that's all it is. We don't know how the board are going to be in a year's time. Whoever we appoint, and um, it's just a bit scary. Like to lose Hazard and to be in an unstable situation with a manager. I mean, it can't really be any worse. I mean, I thought last summer was bad. Bloody hell! I mean, <laughs> it's ridiculous. And,
0: oh, the transfer bad as well. and We didn't even talk about Brambridge still not being in the country. Just to make things even worse. Yeah. Talk about I mean, instability, man.
2: It's difficult to talk about. I mean, it's got more for, uh, political reasons than footballing reasons. So, no, that's something that he has to deal with on his own accord because we're not going to be influencing the British government, that's for sure. So, yeah. there's no point. Mm. I mean... I. Uh, if he wants to sell us,
1: then, you know, so be and it. We at least he was concerned. in Baku. He well, showed up no. there. So that's... That, it kind of as well. One more
0: oh, yeah. game than Cronky showed up to this season. <laughs> My fucking owner.
2: Well, depends. <laughs> that, uh, was he called? Joseph Cronkey. He was there. Not Stan, but uh, his son was there. No,
0: Josh. Oh. That's it. Ah, well. So, whoever whoever
1: there. <laughs> still a
0: gooner, it. Yeah.
1: or are they because they don't care apparently
0: actually no I love the Cronky family they're the only gooners I like
1: <laughs> exactly keep
0: an in check for the rest of us
1: as they should as they should but well, you did mention it there with the transfer ban uh, because obviously Jimmy myself and Andy last week spoke about it then and it will be interesting to just hear what you think about it obviously in the situation we're in now would you personally would you ask the CAS the Court of um, Arbitration for Sport to freeze the transfer ban for this summer and take the ban, you know, in next January and next summer? Or would you rather take the ban now, no matter the situation with the manager? Or, you know, does it make a difference the situation with the manager? Would you do it one way with Sorry? Would you do it another way with a different manager?
0: I think regardless, I would have wanted it sorted early because even, like, if you take Maurizio Sorry out of the equation, we're about to lose our best player. And when I say best player, I mean, like, our attack only flows through him. We look so lost without him. We've got zero creativity. He's number one for nearly all of our attacking stats. And we're about to lose a player of that sort of calibre. Why wouldn't you go for the appeal? I mean, where do you generally think we're finishing this season without Hazard, other than six minimum? And I'm not even trying to be negative or anything, but you look at the players that we have up front. Geroud is not clinical enough unless he takes it first time. Higuain is ju- just just got any sharpness about him. William has staged fright in the final third. Pedro's too predictable. Hudson-Odoi is coming out of injury so we don't know what he's going to be like. He might need extra time to fucking get up to the same levels of form that he was on before. Why don't you go out for a new for more players? I mean with this tr it only- if we were not getting this transfer ban, if we were trying to hold the appeal and if we wanted to get just over and done with. Then I'd rather us keep Eden Hazard than just let him go off on a free because it doesn't make sense for us to sell him and then do nothing with the money. So I'm looking at this case of, I wouldn't be that if we said we're keeping Hazard and we are holding him to that final year. Cool, like just get the get the two transfer window bands over and done with because as long as long as we got Hazard there, we could still have a chance of making top four. If Hazard's going and we're not replacing him, we are not making top four. Simple as. So in that case, what is the point?
1: I get you. I mean, Jimmy, obviously we spoke about it last week, and we seem to be on similar terms. so what exactly do you make of it? Again, obviously also adjusting it to what Lewis just said, maybe.
2: Well, actually, the way Lewis just illustrated it, uh, I'm shitting myself. Um,
0: I hate to be that guy, um, isn't it? No, no I mean, you you really do Right.
2: Yeah, you didn't say. A word that wasn't right. You know, you're perfectly correct in assuming that we're going to be in big trouble without him. It's just hearing it be said once more in such a frank uh, fashion makes me want to cry. So just think
0: Cardiff away before Hazard came on.
2: Yeah, no, definitely no. That's going to be
0: next season.
2: The Wolves game, for example, that last minute equaliser. I mean, that was a point that we needed it desperately, and. everything thanks to Hazard the only thing that I can say is why I think the board isn't doing it is either because they haven't actually gotten the uh, necessary documents yet I think there were some rumours flying around about that or well I don't know maybe they think they won't win anyway maybe the cast will turn down their appeal to freeze it I don't know but in any case, you know, not going there and at least trying, I can't understand it. You know, I don't think we need that many reinforcements, but we need two in attack. You know, a striker and a winger, replacement for Hazard. Those two would do. I don't and need more.
0: more. I and don't even need
2: a midfielder. Sorry, yeah.
0: No, no, i was just say, the most frustrating part about this transfer window is you look at who's on sale this year and who you could get. Not saying this is open as it's been in other few years, but the options are there. Jovic, Pepe. I mean, Griezmann. Griezmann's like not all there in the head, but if we need if we need a replacement for Hazard, I'd take him. Fucking Tellez. Um, who's his name? Lozano. So many options of players that we could actually be going out for, and we're sitting here with our hands tied behind our back, not able to do
1: anything.
2: Pepe. My favourite, actually,
1: Mm. who I've written in, Nicola Pepe or Nicolas Pepe. Yeah, whatever it is. I mean, Jovic, if you didn't know Lewis, was basically confirmed to be joining Real Madrid today. Um, Yeah, but it's not like
0: we could have done anything to influence it. That's the problem. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, actually, I I thought Jimmy and I was on similar terms now. But actually, I I somewhat disagree with, with Jimmy as much as after what Lewis said, you know, it sounds harsh. And the reality is that, you know, ideally we would just keep Hazard because we don't need a hundred and something million that desperately. We made
0: 146 million off the TV deal
1: and the sponsor
0: deals on top. Why do we need to get rid of him?
1: Especially especially with the transfer ban, financial fair play wouldn't be an issue for us for a good while anyway, because it just keeps us not spending anything. So then financial fair play, we'd be good for the next five years to spend basically as much as we want in a sense. We've got all the money we have this year times two. Exactly, but um, why I so of course that is the that would be ideally my opinion. We don't seem to be doing that, but why I then understand why we'd still rather you know take the ban now and then in January then you know take it you know freeze it now and then take it in January next summer is for two reasons mainly. First of all, if we would probably only have two or three weeks this winter to sign players, we wouldn't have it frozen. By tomorrow. We wouldn't have it frozen by next week. We'd probably get it done by like, I don't know, mid or late July. And then the Prem, the window shuts on the eighth of August, I think. So that only gives us two or three weeks to get to actually sign players. We know Chelsea are incapable of signing players quickly. And even if we are, for once, even if we are for once, other clubs will know for certain that we need players. So they will exploit us as much as they possibly can. If Alex Tellers would join Real Madrid for fifty million, if we try to sign him, they'd probably ask seventy million. Because they'd know we can't sign them next summer, next window. So we'd have to pay whatever they ask now. So we just get completely exploited. And then the club would have to spend way more than they're willing to, which, as we all know again, they just wouldn't do. So we just sign players that aren't as good. We just sign a couple more drink waters or Bakayokos just out of panic buys. And then we just sit there with more shit players for the next two years. And the next part of it is if we have it frozen now, we have, you know, It is active for January and next summer. So then the first window we could sign players again will be January of 2021. You don't want to sign players after you know, a full 12 months again, or 18 months rather, in their January window. You want that to be a summer window when you can finally sign players again. You don't want that to be a a January transfer window. Of course, we could, in theory, next summer sign players and they would start playing for us in January, a bit like Barcelona did back then with, for example, Suárez. or other tour run or whatever, that whoever they did it with, like they signed him. He was there for six months, but didn't actually play. Um, so of course you could do that, but that's never the ideal. So I think you don't want January to be a situation. All right, we're currently eighth and we can finally sign people again for the first time in 18 months. So let's just sign whoever we can get. shit It's January. We can't get anyone. So I don't know. Those are the reasons why I can understand their decision as much as next season would be awful for us. At least after next season, we could sign players again because I don't think in three weeks this summer we could sign enough good players for us to still be in the, in the Champions League. And, okay, yes, we won the Europa League this season, but at the end of the day, whether we are in the Europa League or not, whether we come 6th or 8th or ninth, I don't really care that much about, quite frankly. Like, I'm not really that fast. Like Even if next season goes so bad that we finish 10th again, not really fast, Would if we finish 6th like United this year or 10th, doesn't really matter, like in my opinion anyway, um, probably be a good chance the season after to win the league because we wouldn't be in Europe. Um, so I'm not really that fast, and I don't see us signing good enough players to make Champions League next season anyway. So that's why I don't see the point for two or three weeks of signing players to postpone everything for another six months. If that makes sense, I'm not sure whether you two agree with that, but that's just why I see the way I see it.
2: Can I just add something to that, uh, or count it with something? First of all, regarding Hazard, um, you know, I I said uh, earlier this year during the season. I, I'm okay. I'm absolutely down with just letting him run out his contract. But it's because it's not our feet, you know? But the board will always have something against that because 100 million is still a lot of money, you know? We have to keep that in mind. Um, also, you know, Eden has Hazard, he said he's made up his mind. If he's an unhappy player here, we know how inconsistent he can be at times. If he's not happy at Chelsea, who says he's going to play well? You know, maybe he'd be sulking. We don't know. It's
1: difficult. Yeah, but But, he wanted uh, to leave last summer as well, to be fair. Like, he made that very clear and he made it clear again that he already wanted to leave next last summer and he had his best season ever. So,
0: maybe. But would you say he's unhappy here? Maybe
2: the board told him he can leave. Maybe the board told him he can leave this summer. You don't know what will happen behind the scenes. Of course.
0: No, but do you guys really think he's unhappy because it's always been Madrid or Chelsea for him and he's always spoken about how settled he is in London. I remember even even him saying he wants to come back to London after he retires. I think he, because you see the type of player he is, he genuinely doesn't care. He just wants to be able to enjoy himself. And I think if we, I think if we took the option from him, even if he weren't happy with that at the start, this is, and this is just me like trying to read minds and shit, that, there might not be any depth to what I'm saying. But if we tried to force this deal, if we tried to force him to stay for that last year, I think Hazard would, in time, grow to accept it. And I also think in terms of Real Madrid, they're desperate to find their guy because they've had the, their worst season in decades. And they will find their guy regardless of whether it's Eden Hazard or not. If they find that guy, the door's probably going to close for Eden Hazard and that's going to make him a lot more willing to resign. Again, I know it's a lot of cards that have to be played and a lot of situations that might have to go in the right way that you'd want it to. But you look at the way everything's been. Hazard's never tried to force a move. I don't think Eden Hazard would want to force a move because he wants to do what's right by the fans. I think if the club had balls, they should really be standing here and saying, we need you to honour your last year because we're fucked without you. Simple as.
2: I mean, there are different uh, ways of looking at it depending on what the actual details are behind the scenes. As I said, if they told him you can leave this summer, uh, then they They have to honour that. Then
0: they have to, yeah.
2: So it's difficult to really say. He said he's made up his mind despite us having a transfer ban. And if it is that he's going to Madrid, then, you know, you'd expect that has already been in his mind for a while. It's difficult. You know, as I said, I'm totally on board with just letting him stay here for this year, but it's the way it is. The one thing I still wanted to say is uh, regarding, yes, I understand what you mean with uh, the only two to three weeks we've in the transfer window, but we could work behind the scenes already because. We can still buy a player while we're appealing. We're just not allowed to register him. So we could we could work with the clubs. We could talk to the agents. We could already, you know, yeah. If we're talking. Can we to buy and then
0: loan them back? Because I swear that was an idea for Luka Jovic.
2: Exactly. We we could theoretically do that. Um, normally you'd only do that for half a year because players, you know, one year is difficult. But you know, like Costa was with Atletico Madrid, but. We could still do that. So I still uh, I don't really think that is such so much of an important point.
1: Yeah, no, but the sorry, Jimmy, 70
2: millions. But we could also just activate release clauses, you know, if time was pressing. I understand it with the financial aspect, what you mean. But regarding we don't have enough time to talk to places that, I can't agree with because we will have have transfer targets. We will have a strategy you'd expect um, and we can already talk to people before that
1: yeah but you have to see it in a way that if we appeal to the CAS to have our band frozen, that wouldn't happen within a day. We would have to wait for their decision for that, and that is and that is expected to take until two or three weeks before the window shuts so for from now up until we get the decision by them, we wouldn't actually know whether that what way the decision will go. So yes, we can talk to people and yes, we can sign players, but we wouldn't actually know. And those players wouldn't actually know whether we are actually allowed to sign them in the end or not. So kind of this whole talking period through June and July then would kind of be fruitless because no matter which player you approach, you say, maybe we can sign you in the first week of August or last week of July, maybe. We're not quite sure. we would pay you whatever you want. We'll pay you what your club are asking. But we don't actually know whether we can sign you because we just have to wait for the you know, ruling by the CAS. And if any other club is interested in that player, they will say, well, I'm not going to wait around for two months for you guys to find out whether you can tell me or not. I'm just going to join them then. And in that way, it's like, and then by then, you, st- you again only have two or three weeks left. In the We're so unstable.
2: Has always said, yeah,
1: OK, because
2: right, from jurisdictional, uh, from, a, you know, in regard to the law, that kind of point of view, You know, what the FIFA does is bullshit anyway. You know, it's very hard to keep up uh, from a a law point of view. So, it's always been the case that they will freeze it then. Every club that's appeal, if I'm not mistaken, has gotten it frozen. Why would it be different here?
1: It's Uh, always been different for Chelsea. The whole appeal, the whole transfer ban situation was different for us than it was for the other clubs. Well... I that mean, I get your point. FIFA, I, not I completely get your point.
2: The cat, the cast is something different because it's a, you know, an individual instance uh, or institution. So I'm, um, I think if we appeal, we'll get it. And as said, in theory, we could talk with them. We tell them the situation. If they were moving to other clubs in the, you know, meanwhile, you know that might happen. But then again, how many transfers happened in the last week of August? Good transfers last year, the year before. Doesn't mean we could write. We'd write ourselves off, a, you know, the list of suitors there, and we could still, you know, like uh, Lewis mentioned, Herving uh, Lozano. I don't think it'd be a problem to just buy him and loan him back to, to PSV for a year. That's one of those candidates. In yeah, well, theory, we could
1: do that anyway, whether we have to ban or not. Sure, so.
2: but then we <laughs> buy him, and then we just wait for what happens. If you know, we don't get it. Um,
1: when you for, can't cut the loan short.
2: No, no, I, that's why he'd then come to, you know, we'd have bought him and he'd just wait. Then we'd wait for a week or two, what's the decision? If it's we're not frozen, loan him out. If not, brilliant, then he's here.
1: Yeah,
2: well, You know, it, it would work. In
1: yeah, no, I get, I get what you mean. Um, but like I say, I, I just don't want to be in a situation where we have to start signing players again in a January window. I just don't see that as a particularly smart Long-term move, and um, I'd be happy to sacrifice a season. And I think, in another way, we'd probably sacrifice two rather than one. Um, so th- that's why I'm saying wait, I, You know, I'm saying it, but obviously, you know, we don't all have to agree. Lewis, do you have anything to add to obviously what Jimmy and I just spoke about? Or
0: mm, I'd understand the case of sacrificing season, but my only issue is that with how tight Premier League football's getting now. How bad do you expect next season to be? I mean, I'm not trying to think like, oh, we're getting relegated or any bullshit like that. That's not happening. But I mean, look at the top. Look at the top six. Without Hazard, I could generally see us finishing sixth, depending on how Wolves, or, oh, no, depending no. how Wolves or Leicester perhaps manage Newcastle. their transfer windows. Newcastle will take a bit of time, couple years. Probably. I wouldn't say so instantly, but. You look Watford. at Wolves, Leicester, Watford maybe, depends if we even take their manager from them first, but like <laughs> those three clubs, I'm not going to say we'll finish below all of them, but bro, that might do. be our competition.
1: Yep, definitely. And it could,
0: it could really get that deep. Now, I don't want to be like some doom monger or anything like that, but look at how genuinely bad we could be without Ian Hazard. And then you also got to deep how much of a one-man team we are with him. And then we ain't got the window, and then we might be losing a manager, and then you see all the other issues that are coming on top. Yeah. Sacrifice season, yes, but how bad could this season be? I mean
1: all right. Worst 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 scenario. It's a, it's as bad as fifteen, sixteen and what? In the end at the end of the day, we won the league the season after. So <laughs> wasn't that deep? Yeah, wait, so, wait, wait, wait,
2: wait, Lawrence. The thing is that that's perfectly uh, okay what you said, but if we get Lampard in, that's a sackable offence.
1: Oh, I agree. That's well, that my problem of the whole Lampard situation.
2: Yeah.
1: That's why I want to keep Zari. That's why I'm like, I love Zari. Okay, love is a strong word. Let part. him
2: take
1: it. That's <laughs> what I'm going to say, actually. That's what I said all along. Just let him see out the shit, period. And then once we're fine again, we can get Lampard in. Don't have Lampard deal with all of this crap. The poor guy. He doesn't deserve that. Come on, no, get him into a stable.
2: Surprise, he wants to go to Juve
1: then. Exactly, that, that's why I fully understand him, but it is an absolute you can see course. the ship
0: sinking before anyone else can. That's the problem.
1: Yeah. And then Lampard is probably sat in Darwin saying, No, I, I don't <laughs> want to do any of that. Do you, do you see them? Are they mental? <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't think, um, do either of you have any last things that you do want to mention before obviously we start re- wrapping this up? Obviously, we have spoken about a lot of things. Sorry, you know, to Juventus, any replacements. You Know obviously the transfer ban in detail, um, but is there anything else you do want to mention?
0: Um, where do you think we're finishing next season
1: right I now? Mean, Question and a half of that because do we have Sari? Do we not? Do we have Hazard? Do we not? Do we have a transfer ban? Do we not? I don't know. So, as a wild guess, I'll probably just say six.
0: Or yeah, five. I'm gonna say that same as last season.
2: I'm gonna say we're not gonna get relegated so. yes come
0: on i hear that (laughs) positive vibes
2: so i think we should wrap it up now um lewis it's been absolutely uh, brilliant having you on today thank you for coming on great Uh, to be on we normally always let our guests plug themselves uh the social media and so on so where can our listeners find you
0: Right, uh, don't forget to check out my personal channel, CarefreeLewisG, where there will be content coming out this week. I need to do a 10-minute video on the whole Maurizio sorry situation anyway. Don't forget to check out my Twitter as well, Carefree Lewis G as well. Instagram's Lewis underscore Gebre Selassie. That's G-E-B-R-E-S-E-L-A-S-S-I-E. I know it's a mouthful. I don't blame any of you guys if you don't remember that. But, yeah, check me out on my socials. Don't forget to check out 100 Percent Chelsea as well. And thanks for having me on, guys. Great to talk about Chelsea with you guys. been
2: an absolute pleasure. Uh, of course, it. all the links will be in the description below. Uh, also, Lawrence's and my um, humble Twitter handles and so on. Uh, please do also follow the Attacking 2 podcast. Um, give us a good rating on iTunes. It would be massively appreciated. We would also like you to subscribe on YouTube. Uh, we will try to be using that more frequently than we have in the past now that we will be primarily working at the same time with video. There will be a few new developments in regard to the podcast which Lawrence and I have thought about. We will still let you know in the future but for now, that's all from us and let's look forward to a few turbulent weeks. On that note, up the jaws and keep the blue flag flying high.